The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome into our show. We've got a good one for you today as we talk spring football. East Carolina right in the middle of spring football practice. Offensive coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick joins us. And, uh, Coach, how has the spring gone so far? Well, you can, you can tell by my voice, probably, that it's uh, it's been good. I thought uh, that was allergies. <laughs> well, maybe a little bit of that, Because <laughs> normally I have such a really, really, you know, nice voice you do and it's uh, very soothing so it's a little hoarse okay, i guess but uh that means that means we've been getting after we've had eight practices out of the 15 and you know this is the best time of the year for a college coach this is this is what you love because you're you, no games to worry about it's not all the other stuff which i mean those those have their merit to it you know the games are are fun too but the working with the kids putting the new team together is probably why we all enjoy coaching yeah and i hear coaches say that all the time that you know you get out on the grass and then just just to work individually and and obviously the reason you do all the stuff is for the games but you kind of get the idea that this is kind of a you know a great relaxing time you're out there they're doing the thing that you really like to do without some of the other pressures. Yeah, I mean, I, thought, I don't know if the players would agree with that or not. I know as a former player, I, I probably didn't feel that way after the, about the first week of spring ball. But the coaches, it's just it's very enjoyable because you're doing what you like to do, and and you are out there. And once you get inside the gate, you know all the worries of the world. You know you don't worry about what the gas price is. You don't worry about what's going on here. You don't you just put all your troubles aside and you just start. And you know when you do good, it's great. It's a great feeling for the kids to get better when you don't do great it's okay you know what i'm saying because yeah. you don't have that timeline of we're not getting ready to play cincinnati this saturday we've got to get that right you can just say hey let's just let's just take it back from the top let's run that again uh you have a lot more time to watch the tape you have a lot more time to coach individuals techniques and things like that and so uh really a fun time. And you guys were dealing with some really heartbreaking news from uh, this past week. Dave Nickel, who was an offensive coordinator at East Carolina here for a year, uh, he spent four years on the staff with Coach Ruff and, and really a guy you worked with you know, day in and day out. And uh, he, he had moved on and had his, as you described a little while ago before we went on the air, his dream job at Southern Cal with Lincoln Riley. Uh, but he passed away from a problem with stomach cancer and just, he, you know, 45 years old, way, way too soon. And cancer is such a ugly ugly disease but uh that's that's just that is heartbreaking isn't it 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 was a tough week uh with the news and it happened relatively fast and dave was just the the best we called him super dave and we had all kind of (laughs) nicknames for him and you know he he was just the the happiest the the loved coaching loved football loved players loved everybody really you know i'm saying he was everybody's friend and uh if anybody ever needed anything you know dave was the guy he he took care of the young coaches because he was a single guy, so he didn't have to go home, you know, to the family. <laughs> he so go out. Young coaches loved him. You know, he paid all the time. He picked the tab up. He's just that guy. And, you know, you're just talking about a 
punch to the gut. It, it just is so heartbreaking. Uh, you know, kind of reminds me of the the Rock Rogman deal that yeah, that we I was went, thinking the same thing we went through here. And Dave, just yeah, way way too soon, and the, we we've lost a great one. Well, that's one of the things that I'll never forget. Him going back to Rock, you know, at the bowl game that year when when he I mean, he wasn't supposed to fly, I don't think, but they flew him out there and he walked on that practice field and to see tears in those guys' eyes, and that's the love they have for their coach. And I'm sure Dave had you know many stories like that from his stops and uh, you know so many stops he's had very similar very similar guys very similar personalities rock a little louder maybe but Dave, <laughs> yeah. Dave maybe a little more funny a little bit too like that but uh, yeah this is it's been a tough deal I know Lincoln and those guys are really suffering out there and uh uh, we're going to miss Super Dave now. Uh, Dave Nickel passing away way too early, age of 45, this past week. And we uh, certainly uh, have prayers out for his family and everything with that situation. It's just heartbreaking from that deal. Let's take a commercial break right now. We'll come back. Donnie Kirkpatrick is live in the studio. We'll check out our Facebook live feed for any questions or comments that you have on spring football. The spring game about a week and a half away. Back with more with Donnie K. Coach Kirkpatrick after this. <laughs> Seared Chop House is Greenville's only true chop house. We're open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. Seared combines a remarkable menu with an unrivaled atmosphere. Lunch or dinner at Seared is a quality driven experience where we highlight a thoughtful approach to locally sourced ingredients and hearty flavor rich cuisine. We're firing up the grill at Seared, Greenville's only true chop house located on Fire Tower Road at Bells Fork. Come see us at Seared for lunch or dinner seven days a week. Your vehicle is a big part of your life. That's why you should trust the team at Greenville Auto World for all your vehicle needs. Greenville Auto World believes in fair prices, superior service, and treating customers right. Visit GreenvilleAutoWorld.net to see their fully stocked inventory of SUVs, trucks, and cars. Need a lift kit, custom rims, or wheels? Greenville Auto World can upgrade your vehicle today. For sales or service, visit Greenville Auto World on Highway 43 in Greenville. Safety comes first at Greenville Utilities. Did you know that by itself, natural gas is completely odorless? As a safety precaution, a chemical is added to the gas that gives it a distinctive and unpleasant odor. This allows you to detect the slightest amount of natural gas both indoors and outdoors. If you smell a strong odor of natural gas in or near your home, you should immediately call Greenville Utilities. GUC maintains staff around the clock in order to provide immediate response to emergencies such as natural gas leaks. You can count on GUC to keep safety job number one. East Coast Grading and Utilities is your source for clearing, hauling dirt, and concrete work. East Coast Grading and Utilities handles all sewer and water issues as well. I'm David Vaughn. Whether putting in a new subdivision or helping you with any and all of your drainage problems, I can get the job done. Call me at 531-7494. No job is too big or too small. East Coast Grading and Utilities. Friends helping friends. 531-7494. For East Coast Grading and Utilities. Utilities. It's bow time. Ever taste something so good you just get hooked? Like the Bow Jangler, the only fish sandwich splashed with Bow's famous seasoning. So we're having a fish fry, Bow Jangle style, spicing up premium fish fillets with the good stuff and slathering them with melty cheese and tangy tartar sauce to hook your taste buds with just one bite. Reel in a Bojangler today, only at Bojangles. It's bow time. At U.S. Cellular, we know you have a choice of wireless carriers. 
And while the other guys may limit your choice of free phones, at U.S. Cellular, you can choose any phone from any brand for free. Plus, get unlimited data for just $30 a month with four lines. U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Terms apply. See uscellular.com for details. This is Brandon Tate, owner and operator of Atlantic Wireless, an authorized agent for U.S. Cellular since 1997. Visit AtlanticWireless.com to find the store near you. We go beyond the call. This is Coach Gary Overton, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. Donnie Kirkpatrick live in the studio with us. Coming up later on, we'll update our second chance with the Sweet 16. But we'll tell you this, Coach Mike Houston was one of our guest pickers last week, and he got three of the four in the final four, but he's not in first place. Uh Uh-oh, somebody really nailed it then. You won't believe who. We'll tell you that story coming up later on. I know that. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Because he, he, he had the Braves and the Red Sox. Yeah, or, uh, he, the, he didn't know the Redskins or whoever they were. Now. I don't know. Had the Commanders in there. Yeah. Commanders. The yeah. Commodores. Commodores. <laughs> yeah. They got a better chance. <laughs> I like that. From a true Redskin fan. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, my Cowboys aren't doing anything either. So, yeah. All right. So we got some questions and comments from our Facebook live feed and mostly uh, dealing with the wide receiver position. So let's dive right in. Obviously, you lose a little bit when you talk about the wide receiver position uh cj johnson right now on suspension you hope he comes back tyler sneed is gone you know what do you do at wide receiver well i'll tell you what you you, you roll over and you cry a little bit and you, you, you but you don't have time to feel sorry for yourself but we we did we we're, we're kind of rebuilding yeah we really are kind of rebuilding there but it, you know it's it's next man up type mentality we've got some some guys that are having a, having a good spring out there i think right now and we're probably still going to add a few guys here uh, late from the transfer portal the, the mighty portal is still alive out there and well it's like a so, wizard of oz you don't yeah. know who's behind that portal do you yeah, that's right the wizards <laughs> back there i guess uh, so anyhow the problem with that was i think what the line was the wizard said no i'm a, I'm a good man i'm just a bad wizard you know so uh you hope that's not the case but you know there's been some guys have stepped it up we had our first scrimmage this past saturday and you know we were we were really pleased uh, we had we had a good offensive day i thought the quarterbacks threw the ball you know really well our offensive line's much improved i think right now probably the best group we've had in the in the best numbers even though we've still got guys out a little bit too but uh you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna find some guys in there. You know Houghton's gonna make them. You know he's gonna make them work. I'm promising that. So we're getting a lot of reps out there from these guys. Taji Hudson's really stepping it up. I think Josiah Hatfield's always had the ability. He he's a big play waiting to happen. We just got to find that consistency with him. We've really had a good spring out of Kerry King, young man that got in a little bit last year, can really run, he's really learned the system. He's gotten tougher, and now he's gained some weight, gotten, gotten in the weight room, got a little stronger. So he's showing us some really good things. And then, you know, we're, we're really talented at tight end with Shane Calhoun yes. and Ryan Jones. So we're going to be a little bit more 12 personnel. They're going to play together a little bit. Ryan Jones has just so many abilities. He, he can line up everywhere, and, and he, he's really a, a weapon. So that's kind of like having one of those receivers back it's kind of like when you have tyler sneed running around in inside in the interior you know the linebackers and that kind of thing then that's where you're going to probably put the tight end kind of same type thing yeah well i think you know ryan can line up everywhere yeah. we started doing that a little bit in the latter part of the season last year when he kind of you know came on and learned the system a little bit so he can play outside he can play inside he can play as a tight end he can line up a little bit more like a running back you know we ran some jet sweeps with him and stuff like that and then tyler savage is a guy that we've moved into that high hybrid tight end 
position. We think he could be the next Ryan Jones. Uh, he's been in there for about a week playing behind those guys, and uh, not not as much Saturday in the scrimmage, but uh, in the Thursday practice, you know, he had like ten or twelve catches in the team, and it was about a forty-play script. So he really started to show that this might be the position that will make him into a really good player. So when you're looking for someone in the transfer portal, you know if 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 you've got the eyes open for a wide receiver, take us through the process. Do you guys do you have somebody that that scours the transfer portal and then comes to you and then you go, hey, I think that guy might work. You go to Coach Houston and you always decide on okay, let's let's see what we can do with this player. Yeah, we have a, a recruiting department, right? And they uh, one of the guys' jobs every morning when he comes in, he checks the portal. They make a printout of it. We get the printout. We look at it. You're kind of looking, though, for some kind of a connection. Uh, somewhere you know, you know a coach on that staff. Right. You might know this guy. Maybe he was a guy you had recruited you know, earlier out of high school, and now he's going to be a you know a transfer-type deal, so it's like that. Uh, obviously, you're looking for somebody that fits your needs, and uh, if it's someone that interests us, then we... Uh, you have the ability to get the film on everything now. Right. And so we can watch high school tape. We can watch the tape where they're at, where they're school. We can watch their practice tape, you know, pretty much. And then uh, if they're in the portal and they've signed off, you, you start to contact them. And then you start working to get them to come down for a visit. We've had two, I think, at this point right now. No, three. We've had three come visit, and we're expecting to get some commitments out of some of those guys here pretty soon. So, so, and then when you when you get that commitment, you know, obviously one of the the variables is how much eligibility they have left. But but the other thing is, is so many times in transfers before the portal, it's almost like you think guys going to come and help right away, but rarely do they are they able to do that. But some of these guys have to help right right away, or there's no sense in coming. Yeah, it's usually because you have an immediate need. Uh, you, you can't just totally count on it, you know, like that. Uh, but you're, you're going to have a, a, a need that you need them to play pretty quick, and so uh, we've already had one guy come from the from from Georgia already. Jalen has, and right. unfortunately, Jalen pulled a hamstring, so he practiced one week and he's missed the whole second week. We're hoping to get him back next week, uh, so it, it's thrown him just a little bit behind. But uh, yeah, the, the the portal you are looking for instant help, though it doesn't always come that way. You know, Ryan Jones took us a while to get get it going a little bit, but and his was different though. His was, he had some issues to try to you know get every, all of his credits in line and able to be eligible. Yeah, right? he didn't actually get to come the, the first time. We right, got the commitment from from him because of a class, and he had to go up and finish that, so he had to sit out. And so eventually, we got him, and and then got got through the spring practice. And you know, by this year, the first year he was really on the team, he did play a lot. And he was a major factor, I thought, by the second part of the year. The other, the other young man I would mention is, is uh, Macy O'Donnell, uh, East Carteret High School. He's oh, yeah. been there. He's been an awesome young man. Got put on scholarship last year just because of all the things that he brought to the team. And obviously, people playing behind Tyler Sneed didn't get a lot of reps. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But we were really he was off to a great spring, and he's aggravated a little bit of hamstring too. And and you know when you're in the spring practice, you're not gonna you know push those guys you're not going to accelerate those you know you don't want to just get a long injury out of something like that whereas during the season you know you might have to push him to get back a little bit so we've been very careful with him and uh but we, we do think that it's time for him to step it up and i think he's ready to help us too so we're, we're looking for some help there pro day is set for tomorrow tyler seen to be a part of that what are you looking for as far as that goes well i think we have 23 out of the 32 teams have already committed to come and i think the phones are still ringing uh through uh through today. Uh, we're going to have a 
great turnout i think you know of those people like that and you know we've, we've got a lot of seniors that are going through it tyler sneed obviously is one of the highlights i think that they're all coming to see j mac obviously i think every team's pretty much interested in coming to see him you're, you're an all-american db you lead the nation in interceptions i think yeah. you're gonna probably draw some interest right there we've got we've got a, some other kids you know the two that are they're going to be there and uh holton will throw for them so they'll they'll be comfortable Audie obviously is back he's going to go through the pro day as well too and uh Tyler and Audie, those guys, some of them have been here the whole time. Uh, Tyler's been off training. Audie's been back in Texas training. They've been back for about a week, and they look great. And so I hope they'll have a good day tomorrow because we're sure pulling for them. Yeah, that'd be great. And you get a chance. And in those situations, you know, all those guys tomorrow won't be drafted. But the the idea is, if you're not drafted, that you're able to sign with a free agent and get a shot somewhere. I think it's it's a lot of that. It's the exposure, going yeah. through it, and seeing, like you say, you know, there's only seven rounds uh, of draft right. now in the NFL. So, and it really, if you don't get it, probably in the first three four rounds the free agent deal is not a bad deal it might be better because you get to kind of pick where they need you maybe where they want you a little bit more Blake Pro obviously last year came out did not get drafted but had many teams calling right away and he was able to pick the team that he wanted to go to the one he thought he had the best connection to which was Minnesota and he was doing great he was going to make the team unfortunately he got hurt but you know being a free agent probably helped him over being a late draft pick to a team maybe that you know he didn't have as good a connection with. And you got you mentioned Blake. He's got a song out. Have you, have you seen that? Well, he's maybe he may be in transition. He may be <laughs> in the portal to to the music world there. I don't know a little bit, but he's pretty talented, yeah. which is another amazing thing that I had no idea. I don't think hardly anybody else on the staff knew that he had this second talent. And uh, some of the players knew and said that that he practiced all the time and did that. You know, and so I don't know. I was kind of shocked the first time I saw it, but uh, he's pretty darn good. Yeah, I thought it was very good, very good. And it's available on YouTube, I think you can see the uh, the entire thing. So uh, check out Blake Pro both as a wide receiver and as a singer. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to have a backup plan in this business. Two great careers that he can make <laughs> lots of money on, for sure. Donnie Kirkpatrick live in the studio with us. We'll take a commercial break. We're still taking your questions and comments on our Facebook live feed. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show on this Monday after this. the latest from the world of golf tune in every saturday morning from 8 to 10 for the golf shop radio show hosts mark greenhelge and matt blanchard talk golf from tee to green and everything in between if you like golf you're gonna love golf shop radio before you tee up drop on in welcome to the golf shop Hey, Pirate Nation, this is Holt Nailers for my friends at ArcPoint Labs. Just as I trust my teammates, you can trust ArcPoint Labs to give you quick and accurate results for all your laboratory testing needs. If you are in need of COVID testing for your return to school, work, or for travel, ArcPoint Labs is offering same-day PCR and antigen testing with little to no wait time. Please visit any of the six Eastern North Carolina ArcPoint Labs locations or make an appointment now at onehourcovidresults.com. Go Pirates! Have you ever seen those exotic aquariums like the guys do in Las Vegas on television? You ever thought about having one of these aquariums in your business? It's more affordable than you think. This is Hal Pruitt with rentafishtank.com. We can make having an aquarium in your business turnkey with no work, cleaning, or hassles for you. Rentafishtank.com creates a relaxing atmosphere and keeps children occupied. Rentafishtank.com already services many dental, pediatric, and doctor offices, plus hospitals and senior living centers. Check us out at rentafishtank.com. 
Hey, Pirate fans, Derek Pazeni from Carolina Wealth Management. Are you a fiduciary? That's a question every investor should ask their advisor. A fiduciary is an individual who acts in the best interest of a particular person or beneficiary. Is your advisor a fiduciary? You should know. It's your money. At Carolina Wealth Management, we do things differently from other investment firms. To learn more about the benefits of working with a fiduciary advisor, visit MyCarolinaWealth.com. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. This is Tim Doust, ECU football special teams coordinator, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. This is The Brian Bailey Show, taking your questions and comments on our Facebook live feed for Pirate Radio. And uh, someone writes in and wants to know how Coach Boyette is doing on the staff. Oh, Raekwon's doing great. It's good to have a Eastern North Carolina guy back in the in the system here, you know, from Wilson, North Carolina. And uh, he, he's been great, Bring a bunch of energy, you know, big smile on his face, loves the kids as well. I think our players are responding really well to him. Yeah, I tell you, it, it, it makes a difference. And, and as we were talking earlier about the Dave Nichols situation and why it's so heartbreaking is because when you are a coach and you have a staff, I mean, that staff is not just guys that work for you. That staff is your family. Yeah, it really is. We we, we say all the time, you know, you, you, you better have a, a good group that can get along and work together because you're in that room, you're in that building a lot lot together yeah. and back in that staff room there's no windows back there in the office when, so you know we're, we're stuck in there you better like each other a little better you better be able to work it out yeah. you know what I'm saying because there's going to be you know like brother on brother there's going to be some arguments there's going to be some times you know it gets a little heated you know like that but as long as when you walk out of there you, you know everybody's got it going in the right direction so we got a great group right now coach has done a has done a great job of, of you know keeping the staff intact for the most part you're always going to have to have changes in this business a little bit and you know there's some growing pains with that a little bit but uh, he's done a good job of getting this group together the great coaches I think that really get along see if you guys get into it with shanking you do a Will Smith on him and, and pop him he can't catch you. Well, you know, I just heard about that <laughs> about an hour ago. And that I, was hilarious. I guess I'm oblivious to, to the what's Me going too. on out right there in the world like that, too. But, uh, yeah, you know, Shank's still got a little fight in him. Oh, he's got a lot of fight in him. You know, he, he, he ain't kicking too high, but he's still kicking. <laughs> He cracked me up last year when things weren't going so well on offense. And he was like, yeah, Donnie, Donnie needs to get all those questions because he makes all the big money. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Shank. Appreciate it, buddy. Shank was going to throw you under the bus. All right, got another question and comment coming. How about the quarterbacks? How are the uh, other quarterbacks looking? This We'll talk about Holton, too, but how about the other quarterbacks? You know, Mason is off to a great start this spring. He had a, he had a really big-time day uh, Saturday. I thought by far the best scrimmage that, that he's had. And, and he's had just some out outstanding practices obviously we, we we've known and, and everybody's known that he possesses a great physical ability and it just takes a while sometimes for for you to work into a system and it's good to come in when you, you have a veteran quarterback and a quarterback that really understands the game and is, is you know extremely hard worker and does everything the right way it's a great role model at the same time sometimes it can hold you back a little right. bit because you don't get the chance to get thrown out there and learn you know by doing you, you have to learn by watching a little bit more than than you'd like to do but he's handled it well and uh he's grown another inch goodness he's rocked up a little bit more he's one of the strongest guys right now we we got on our team i think in the weight room so he's working his tail off he looks great he's he's throwing it 
really, really good, and he's really starting to put the middle part of it together. You know, if you're Mason Garcia, and obviously this is something that had to come up, but but you know, you have to be thinking, like, you know, do I do I stay or do I go? And I mean, you know, and and that's got to be thought. Of, I mean, part of his thought process, and you hope he stays because he's going to get a shot. But but that's got to be difficult. Well, I, I know a lot of people get in in these kids' ears, and they tell right. them what they think they need to be thinking and what they need to be doing. And, and there were some people, I think, that uh, did that with him. But you know, that's why you form that relationship in recruiting. You know, we we got here. I don't know what is it now, three and a half years ago, whatever, three years ago. I don't even know. Uh, December, I yeah. remember. And I know that uh, got in here like seven o'clock that night. Now, the next day, you know, we were starting to recruit Mason Garcia. Uh, it was the first trip I made, you know, after that first week to go see him and many, many phone calls, many, many text messages, many, many trips down there for me and some other guys on the staff as well. And so I think Mason knows this is the decision that he made. This was the right decision. This is the place for him. He loves it here. He loves going to school here. He loves his teammates. And so, yeah, he's had to be a little bit more patient, but, you know, there's been a couple of guys like the guy at Georgia, the guy at Alabama, that's worked right. out for, you know. Yeah. So sometimes getting thrown out there and, you know, before maybe you're even ready, it's not always the best thing. I think you see that happening in the NFL all the time now. They, they're accelerating these quarterbacks. They throw them out there, and, it, and sometimes it, it kind of ruins their career a little bit, whereas in the older days, you brought those quarterbacks along a little slower, and I think they had better careers maybe because of that. So every situation's different, but right now, uh, he's a great team player. He, he loves the team, and he's getting better. He's getting better and better, and you're always one snap away yeah. from being the guy to go out there anyhow. So it's hard sometimes to keep telling yourself that. I got to prepare like I'm going to play. I got to prepare like a starter. Because if you don't prepare like a starter, you will never be a starter. If you prepare like a backup, you'll always be a backup. And we tell them that all the time. And right now, he is definitely working and preparing as if he is going to be the starter. It was a special needs uh, little get-together the college does for special needs kids in the area. Bella was there, and Mason was one of the guests. And she came home raving about it, how you know, how nice he was, and got a picture taken with him. And I thought that was really cool. Well, he is a special ed uh, major. Yeah. And uh, um, you know, obviously, my wife's in that field a little bit there as a speech the pathologist and all that stuff so she's gotten really close to him as well in fact today uh, she was actually working on setting up some things where he can go observe some of the special ed teachers and so we've to- we've told them all whenever his football career is over and i hope that's not anytime soon somebody's going to want to hire this guy because yeah. he's going to do some great things and and that's just the, that's that's who he is yeah. he is a just a baby doll yeah and, and the, the thing has always been the the talk has always been that he has trouble reading the defenses is that fair i don't think that's fair at all i don't know that it's it's necessarily reading the defense it's just just a lot of things from high school football to college football that are different that you have to be able to do and truthfully if holton wasn't here he he would he would have already had to do it by trial and error he'd have made his mistakes which they all do but right. he's capable of playing uh you know when he's played he's played pretty well uh he just hasn't gotten to play enough but again he still has four years so you know i know everybody especially young people everybody's in such a hurry you know the world of instant everything oh yeah now, you know what i'm saying instagram uh, you just twitter just, every, you just want to do everything so fast you want to live your life so fast you know i tell him all the time when you when you 
you guys get to be my age, you'll say, well, I wish I'd have slowed this thing down, just <laughs> yeah. enjoyed it a little bit more, and just take Me it too. time to time, because it's not all about getting older. But that that's just the the, the world we live in today. But uh, he's doing great. So he's really got is. four years. So, yeah. So, he's, so hell, three years after Holton's gone. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean what else if, would, would you want, really? If you went and, and you told any recruit in the country that you have an opportunity to play Division One football at a school like East Carolina, and, and you be the guy for three years, you'd be crazy not to say that's the place I need to go. Yeah, exactly. What, what's behind Mason in the quarterback room? Well, you know, Ryan Stubbefield is also coming along, and I think Stubby's doing a great job. Uh, you know, he's everybody thinks he's, he's short, you know, or he's small, whatever, but he's, he's got a cannon for an arm. He's really, really worked hard to trim his body down a little bit more and make it a little bit more athletic, and he's having a nice spring, and then Alex Flynn kind of rounds the group out for us. Yeah, we, I was getting into, this is funny, the, the bag of footballs, and I used one of the footballs to do like a creative shot for the newscast, so I was in the football, and it said QB3, and Ryan was, he, he was, I mean, he was coming up, and I said, um, I, I said, this may be your football, he goes, no, nah, I don't even get a football. <laughs> Well, they've all got good sense of humor. So yeah. They all think they're the funny guy. I don't, get, I don't even get a football. I'm not that high up in the room. I'm not sure you are. I'm sure you get a chance. But, Everybody uh, gets a football. Yeah, I'm sure he does. And I had I had QB number three on that football. So I'm yeah, you know, I'm sure it was on there somewhere. But but when you think about the quarterback room, yeah, that's another thing with the transfer portal. All quarterback rooms are kind of in flux because you know there's only one guy that can go out there and start a quarterback. They are, and and then like you say, because you know you got to have that next guy ready because obviously in this sport you know the guy the guy with the ball there, there's some angry people trying to hurt him and it does happen sometimes so you've got to have that backup and then you're right with the the portal which you know really what what is the portal the portal has just taken away the you have to go sit out so now you're really getting penalized if you leave one school to go to the other you can transfer and go play right away and you can save that year of eligibility so it's become a lot more attractive and 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 now it's easier to do and you can put yourself in this thing through the compliance office so you know at one point people had asked me you know why did y'all stack up the quarterback room so much when you knew you had Holton for a couple more years you know once Mason had committed then we still went and signed Ryan Stubblefield well because life happens right you know what I'm saying and people sometimes get homesick or they decide to go take another opportunity so you, you just always have got to have a plan for what happens if, if something goes or somebody leaves you know like that too so yeah you, you, you always have this situation you have too many or you don't have enough. But as the guys that are building the program, you, you, it's better to have too many than not enough. Yeah, I would say. And it's just it's just one of those things. That the transfer portal for a coach, I mean, it's almost like, you know, if, if, if you get on somebody's butt at practice one day, he can be in the transfer portal by 4 o'clock. I, I hear about that. You know, we've been fortunate. I don't that's think good. any of that's really happened at our place. And we do get on them. We're, they're coached very aggressively here. Right. You know, anything you're in a Mike Houston system, they're going to be – they're going to be held accountable, uh, and, and the standard's going to be the standard, and it's not going to be changed for, for anybody. But I think in the end, you know, our staff does a great job of going to see those guys and making sure that it's not personal. It's always about the team. It's always about what's best for you. It's always about what's best 
to help the team go win. So uh, we haven't had too many of those situations, but that is a live situation. You're right. Uh, you know, these kids are transferring high schools now. They're jumping high schools three three times already. You know, what I'm saying they're they're switching little league teams all the time. So you know, I don't know if we're setting some very good things that way, but it is what it is. So we, we live with it and we, and we move on. And in, in recruiting, how is the NIL deals? Has that affected recruiting at all? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, the thing last year when it got in effect so late that it really didn't cause much of a stir. Uh, you know, it just kind of happened and it kind of eased into it. The season started, school started. You know, it, the kids didn't have time to go work on it, it which was, was was one of our worries was they would spend all their time chasing dollars instead of going to school and, and playing ball. Uh, now it's in full effect. Now we don't have any recruits come and visit and when they go in for their meetings you know with the head coach or the position coaches or anybody else that it doesn't come up about well now what is the real situation it used to be you know here's the scholarship here's how it works then we added the cost of attendance to it you know you you've got the pell grant situations for some people now that's one of the first questions is all right tell me about your nil situation here and what are the capabilities that that we have of, of what can we make what can be done here so uh we got a lot of people that handle that the coaches don't directly get involved in that i'm not out peddling you know players not out raising money for that or getting getting those type of sponsorships but we do have people on campus and uh, our business school has worked very closely with our compliance office and we're making some headways with that kind of situation because you're going to have to be able to do it to compete for the top talent yeah it's really strange because you're not allowed obviously to say hey if you come here i'll give you a check for ten thousand dollars but there are situations you know now you can get around that and it's basically you know it's i don't know i think they opened up a can of worms with the whole thing but you can't sit around and say okay we're not going to participate because if you don't participate you're out i mean that's exactly you right you can, you can be for it or you can be against right it. but it's here and it's going on now it's too early to tell what the 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 outcome of all this is. Uh, there's still a lot of things going on. I think with the NCAA, there's still going to be a lot more changes here. I think over the next three four years, but I think eventually it will kind of all iron itself out and we'll kind of get some some continuity. Yeah, it's just that, that's another fascinating aspect of the whole. You know, trying to recruit a kid and trying to get you know used to be you had to get mom on board. Now you got to get mom on board too and tell and her what you can get for. You got to get their agent involved in it. <laughs> exactly now. right, Donnie. Kirkpatrick, offensive coordinator, joining us to take another commercial break. Back with more on our show on this Monday after this. Hey, Pirate Nation. This is Scott Harris with REMAX Preferred Realty. I've been in Greenville over 25 years. I'm a proud graduate of ECU. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, then give me a call today and let me help make your real estate process fun and easy. I keep it simple and explain the process every step of the way. My goals are your goals. There are no long-term contracts, and you always deal with me from start to finish. The right home starts with the right agent. Call me, Scott Harris, at 347-1857. Go Pirates! From our floor to your door, Bostick Sun Furniture has what you need in stock. So you can get your furniture now, not later. Save store-wide, plus get special financing on our huge selection of beautiful furniture from Lazy Boy, Bassett & Row. Better Sleep starts now on the Arctic Mattress by Serta on a power motion base with 48 months special financing and no money down. Plus our exclusive 10-year power base warranty. From our floor to your door, create something beautiful at Bostick Sun Furniture. The best burgers around. 
Everyone loves a thick, juicy, and fresh burger. Tiebreakers in Greenville, plus the all-new Tiebreakers in Winterville do real burgers better than anybody. So don't just go to any burger-themed restaurant chain. It's time to break the chain and eat local. Tiebreakers, real burgers at its best. Everybody loves burgers. Hi, I'm Ken Hagler of Taft, Taft & Hagler. We're proud to be sponsors of The Brian Bailey Show and The Pirate Nation on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. If you've been injured on the job or due to someone else's negligence in an automobile collision, call us at 752-2000 for a free consultation with experienced professionals who care. Go Pirates! When I need jeans, I order online because I know exactly what I want. They have just one moving part. And if there's something wrong, I exchange them. Buying a vehicle, especially pre-owned, is way different. Lots of moving parts. You don't want to get stuck. For a worry-free purchase, visit Phelps Chevrolet. We've been here in town a very long time. You know us. You know we stand behind everything we sell. Phelps Chevrolet in Greenville. Come get you one. We have some exciting news at Angel Oak Home Loans. This is Talbot Green, and I would like to introduce you to the newest member of our team, Braxton Green. I've known Braxton his entire life because he's my nephew. He is also a recent ECU graduate and has lived in eastern North Carolina his entire life. This is Braxton Green, and I'm looking forward to working with you with your next home loan or refinance. Give us a call at Angel Oak Home Loans today at 751-2060. NMLS 1719250, Equal Housing Lender. Pirate Radio. Go Pirates! Go Pirates! Ah, yeah. The voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community owned, community powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. Donnie Kirkpatrick, offensive coordinator at East Carolina, live in the studio, taking your questions, your comments. Someone just uh, wrote in and wanted to know about Walter Simmons. What's his situation? Well, you know, it's a good question there. That's somebody being very observant there. Walter is a tremendous athlete, obviously. We know that. And he's stacked back in that that quarterback room. It's pretty deep right now. And so Walter is um, – we're, we're exploring with him a little bit, putting him at some different positions, you know, still playing him at quarterback, but we're putting him in the slot. We're doing some things with him as an outside receiver, just trying to find a way to get him on the field. He's working in some special teams, as are some of the other quarterbacks. Some of them are participate as holders. Some of them are actually on the punt team. There's some different things, you know, with fakes and stuff like that that you can do with those guys. So everybody has to earn their keep a little bit. And, you know, Walter's, he's ready to get on the field. So he's just exploring. So I wouldn't say that we've moved him to a different position, but we are moving him around and trying to get him on the field. And you had a son that was uh, such a good pitcher for East Carolina, but he came through the ranks and understands the fact that you have to ha- know your role with Cliff Godwin. You, you know, you have to you have a role that you, you you do in baseball, and football is kind of the same way. If you can find roles for everybody, you know, it kind of helps out the situation. Yeah, it's a little bit like Coach Manor, I guess, getting out there and being a pitch, yeah. pitch runner a little bit. He's flying around his bases. You know what I'm saying? I know Davis played some second base there a little bit, and he never got a chance to hit. He's still a little upset about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's still he's still been promised that. I think. He thought the contract got broke on that one a little bit. <laughs> you know, you, you're a starting pitcher, then you're in the bullpen. You know, as I always taught him, I said, you just want to be on the field. You want to be helping your team, and then you'll be happy in the, in the end, no matter what. 
I tell the quarterbacks all the time, hey, y'all, y'all are just football players too. You know, you're still just playing the game of football. So sometimes you run with it. Sometimes, you you know, we threw a pass to Holton last year. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So uh, sneak through passes. You know what I'm saying? So if they've got a talent that can help you win, our job as coaches is to try to use that. You brought that up a little bit. But yeah, that the Marshall game last year, and I said it at the time, and I didn't mean to be dramatic because I don't think it was dramatic. I think everybody kind of understood it. It kind of saved the season. I think that's that's fair. You know, yeah. I, during the season, if you'd asked me, and maybe you did, I don't even remember. I would have probably said, "Nah, you know what?" Because you're just focused on right the next way, game, and, yeah. you, and you don't want to make anything any bigger than it really needs right. to be. After the season, we go back, we analyze, we analyze, we study, we we do everything we can do to try to figure out, you know, what are we doing good, what are we not doing good, how can we get better whatever then at the end you look back and you go wow that was pretty big that Marshall game was you know what I'm saying because we had not played very well especially offensively I thought the first two games uh, and then we had a breakthrough game right there, and then we had a breakthrough win to 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 save it too. And so, yeah, you get back to the end of the season, you go, wow, that Marshall game, big. <laughs> yeah, that, that that seventh win right there. You don't get that seventh win. I'm not sure you get uh, maybe another win in there if you don't get that ship turned around and find a way and get the confidence back for the kids uh, to be able to win. So, uh, pays off down the road. You know, we had had close win against Memphis. You know, stuff like that. You, you just gain from those experiences. So, yeah. Big game. Yeah, it was it was huge, and just being there and just you know walking the sideline and thinking about the fact that you know, down seventeen, you know, got to make something happen. Something did happen. You think, okay, now you got to you get the onside kick. Oh, you know, all of a sudden, and you know, you'd be, I'm sure you've been on the other end of these things too. It's like, uh oh, yeah. how, how do we stem the tide? But th- that tide was rolling that day. Yeah, momentum's an amazing thing. <laughs> and when, when old Mo gets behind you, it's a great feeling. Yes, you're is. you're in the zone now. When that momentum switches and it's the other way, you're trying to find that break. You know, I'm saying. To, how are we going to get this thing turned back around? And and uh, that one was a good one. Yeah, the score 17 in the fourth quarter gives you some confidence. And, you know, it paid off down the road. Like I say, that would that we would have never got to the seventh win, obviously, if we wouldn't have gotten that win. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. And just, you know, really it got everything jump-started. And before we went on the air, we were talking about the schedule coming up and four home games to start the year. And you kind of said, we've got to figure out a way to get off to a better start. And they got NC State coming to town for that first game. They're going to have one of the best teams they've had in a long time. It's going to be electric. The atmosphere is just going to be amazing. The buildup for that game, and I know Duke Carolina's big coming up this weekend in the Final Four. Who, that's, who's that? Exactly. But, but State and East Carolina in football, you can't compare the two, I guess. But for, for this area, I mean, that's just going to be tremendous because it's going to, you know how it is with the opening game. All we talk about, you know, once spring football's over, all yeah. we'll start talking about is that opening game. And by the time we get to August, and it's going to be on everybody's mind, everybody's going to be talking about it. As soon as the kickoff time's announced, you know, we'll know that. And, it's just going to be it's going to be electric it's going to yeah, be something it, it is and and then you know as a coach sometimes you're like man who's making that schedule why are we, why are we starting like this because yeah. we've really had some tough openers to, to the first three years but on the positive side of that I do think it helps your players to get a little more focused and I think it gets them a little more ready through the summer workouts when you know hey we're playing North Carolina State the first game you know what I'm saying so that gets their attention and through preseason I think even in the spring it's made it we, we went into the stadium the last two Saturdays uh, the previous Saturday was more of a practice kind of a scripted out deal a little bit uh, this time it was more of a live like play it like a game 
you could feel the energy you could feel the juice you know coach mentioned something about you know we're going to be in here a couple times and the next time is going to be when this thing's going to be full and it's going to be rocking and we're going to be ready to play the pack so i think playing a team like that does get you a little bit more ready but yeah we we, we analyze as i just said you know what do we need to do better we need to score more touchdowns obviously we need to score more points okay those are the obvious things things like that how are you going to do that but i think one thing just not just offense defense special teams as an entire team we've talked about as a coaching staff is we've got to find a way to play better early i think in the season now again we've we've had some some good opening games appalachia state was in a, in a very veteran experienced team yeah that was a tough draw there a little bit you know what i'm saying the covid they had like 16 guys that came back that wouldn't right. have been there uh but it is what it is. You still got to play better. We, we didn't play good enough. We didn't play good enough the year before that. We didn't play very good against South Carolina on offense, obviously. Now, they're pretty good on defense. I'm, I, I'm not going to not give them any credit. Right. You know, that Coach Beamer's done a good job with that. And they got some good players down there. I've coached there before. I know what kind of talent you can get there. But we are really studying how can we get off to a better start. We got to play better. We're analyzing what we do in the summer. We're analyzing what we do in preseason camp. Uh, you know, do we need to be fresher? You know, what, what do we need? to do and i don't know that we've got the answer yet but that is one of the big things we're working on and we know we got to play good because that's, that's they're going to be a really good team and that's got to be one of the real issues is trying to figure those out things out because you said do we want to be fresher well did we not work enough on certain things to, to be fresher or yeah it's a you know 22 yeah if you get a veteran team you know and that's what you're trying to build for and you hope by year three and then you know and we were more and by year four we're going to have some more continuity there we, we are going to be a little younger at receiver that's why why we're you know investing in the portal a little bit trying to do that because our offensive line is going to be much more experienced the quarterbacks are going to be experienced the running backs are going to be very experienced defensively they know the scheme now they're going to be very much more experienced than we have been so hopefully we'll be ready for the first game and if you do have veteran guys then you can try to find a way to maybe be a little more fresh for the first game the temperatures are, are un, ungodly here, you know, through the through the August and usually the first game. So it's not a noon kickoff. And, and you know it will be. You know it will be. I mean, you know how that's going to be. And, you know, the, there'll be people passing out in the concourse up there. But it's so hot when you play those first ball games like that. So we'll pray for a night game. We'll hope to get a night game. But, uh, you know, we're, yeah. we're not we're not counting on it. But we got to be fresh, but we got to be ready. You know, we've got to have a chance to cover everything. So this spring we're really accelerating it. We're first scrimmage we, we were practicing every situation right now we, but we're able to do that mainly on offense because the quarterbacks are ready to go and, and defensively i think coach harrell's got them ready to go too running backs we haven't talked about a whole lot but you've got a, two good ones and and i think you know we talk about the transfer portal it's hard to keep two good ones in your program i would say yeah i suppose but you know i've always loved having two backs i, I was a running back coach when i first started out coaching back at appalachian state and, and i always tried to have two and was lucky enough to do that at eastern michigan i coached the running backs one year and had two really good ones uh at james madison we had great success when we had two running backs so it was a kind of a two-headed monster so i've always loved being able to do that and we got the perfect two they complement each other so well they're best friends they pull their each other's biggest guy to pull for the each other so um i there's there's plenty of touches for them i think it helps keep them healthy keeps them fresh a little bit now saturday's 
uh, scrimmage. You know, Keaton got seven touches and, and Rajay got five, which is about all they needed right now. Our big emphasis this spring is we're trying to find who's that third back because you're again, you're, you're always one now yeah. from being down again. And, yeah. and boy, do they take a pounding and they give a pounding, you know what I'm saying? So there's hey, a Rajay will give you a pounding now. A lot of contact <laughs> with that. You get the ball, you, you draw some attention a little bit. And, and neither one of them dodge away from, from contact. So uh, we're really trying to find that third one right now. So Pop McKay's getting the first shot at it. My man, we found Nemo, but he pulled a hamstring. So now we, we got to get him back out there. Uh, but we, we haven't gotten that sobbed yet, but we got two outstanding ones. Yeah. Keaton Mitchell, I tell you what, man, when he turns that corner, and in the first time I really got a, got a glimpse of it was uh, in Charlotte against App State. Yeah. When he turned that corner, and, I mean, it was like a blur. He was running down the sideline so fast. I mean, yeah. he can fly. The only time I've ever experienced or, or seen anything like it was with Chris Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Chris had a few of those that last year when it really started to click for him, and we used to enjoy watching that. And Keaton surely did give us some of those last year. So, you know, Rajay didn't have as many of the long runs last year. He's trimmed up a little bit. He has trimmed up. I saw that. He's a little quicker right now, but he hasn't lost any of his power, and he's a man on a mission right now. So really, really going to use those two backs again. Yeah, and Coach was uh, very complimentary after the uh, scrimmage on Saturday about both those guys. And uh, I think they're hard that. to tackle. I know that they're they're hard to tackle. We were pretty good on offense when they were in there. Like I say we pulled them pretty quickly. You know, like I say one got seven, one got five touches, and then we pulled them and we pulled Holton as well. Holton had it let us down on two scoring drives, and then we went with Mason, let him get the rest of the work like that too. But uh, uh, yeah, th- those two when they're in there, you're a lot better than than when they're we're not. Nineteen hundred forty nine yards on the ground last year and that's uh that's a good number it's a good number i, I thought we could have run the ball a little better though i, I was you know as we went through the off season I, I thought there were still some things we could do better in the run game we'd like to be a little bit more effective it, you know it, some of that was short yardage i think maybe some of that was the third down running game we'd like to do a little bit better so uh it's not because of the two backs, not necessarily because of any one thing or the O-line or something like that, too. But the, there are still some things that we think we can improve. So we're setting our goals a little higher than that for this next season. Pirates were ninth in the nation last year in fourth down percentage. Fourth down was good to us. You know, that's been a thing that's been coming that uh, between me and Coach Houston. You know, he's a, he's a defensive guy. He's a throwback guy. You know, he's a play it by the you know by the book a little bit. And, you know, he's had a lot of great teams. He's a lot of teams that win. And they play good on defense. They're good on special teams. They run the ball you know stuff like that but as times have gone on the analytics have started to really show that you know use the fourth down sequence a little bit more and our our third down percentage is not anywhere near what i want it to be but our fourth down is really good uh now i do think going for it and knowing you're going for it is probably affecting the third down a little bit in that you know you have two downs so maybe you don't go for the first down quite as much you're 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 trying to get it to fourth and well we'll go for it here um that's something we're studying here in the all season how to still be good on fourth down but definitely not put ourselves in that where we have to go for it as much on fourth down is that part of the process on the headphones if it's third and six and yeah. you're saying you're saying mike we're gonna you know we're gonna go for it on fourth down down here so we're gonna run x y z and well first of all i'm not saying what we're gonna, we're going for. he you're saying mike I'm it's okay with you <laughs> i'm suggesting that i would like to go for here on fourth down and then he is telling me I'm good with that. Okay. I got you. I'm you know, right over with nah, you. We, we, we literally, we invest uh, a lot in this book. 
this magic book. Okay, this. Analytics. I want to see that magic book. Well, now you, you, you got to have a lot of money. You, know that. you got to have the code, whatever. It's kind of like the knock knock. You got to have the right code to, to get somebody to open yeah. the door. But we have a guy. Ryan McManus was that guy for us last year, and Ryan McManus would tell me uh, after the, when we get to the second down play what the analytics are saying, and he would, for example, say fourth and threes a go letting me know that okay if it gets to fourth and three they're saying the percentages are higher if you go for it to win the game based on time of the game uh the the, the score of the game field position wow and how you match up with this this opponent and so then coach hears that as well and then he'll he'll kind of give the okay and whatever and so sometimes on third down you don't maybe call the play you would call if you only had one down no right. I, I got two downs here right. or you teach the quarterback more importantly don't force that throw take the check down maybe the check down makes the first down anyhow right but if not you check it down we're going for it on the next that next down with well, the quarterbacks they like knowing that that helps them to make the better decision so uh other thing i think is once your team kind of gets in the mindset of, hey, we got four downs here, it gives them a little bit of a shot of confidence a little bit. You know, it's not like, oh, this is fourth down. We, well, you know, pressure up. It's kind of like, right. we do this. We do this. Yes. Yeah, we got four downs. It's no here. big deal. Right. So right. just just stay on it. We got we got two more downs. We got one more down here. I thought it gave us a shot of confidence. I thought it helped us win some games going forward on fourth down. Fascinating conversation with Donnie Kirkpatrick, offensive coordinator. We'll take our final break here on the Brian Bailey Show, and then we'll wrap things up with Coach K after this. The Rick House is Eastern North Carolina's premier American-style restaurant in Bourbon Bar. Join us at the Rick House for mouth-watering steaks and made-from-scratch pastas. Check out the 16-ounce cowboy steak or the seafood delight pasta. Join us for our legendary brunch on Sundays from 10 to 2. The Rick House can feed your larger crowds with off-site catering and room for 125 in our adjacent banquet hall. The Rick House, American Provisions and Spirits, 710 Red Banks Road, beside the bowling alley in Greenville. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey! Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. Here is your ice-cold Pepsi Zero Sugar, sir. Oh, thanks. Want to watch the game? Ooh, little sports ball on a Sunday afternoon. (laughs) Don't mind if I do. Hey, did we win? It it sounds like we won. It's still the first quarter. I must be lucky. People say that about me. Tough break on that free throw there. Shouldn't be doing that. Dude, we're watching football. Come on. For everyone who spent the entire game explaining the entire game, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. Crust is the most important part of stuffed crust. That's half the name. Papa John's crust is made from six simple ingredients. Seven if you count all this cheese. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. Hey, Pirate fans, the Papa John's Epic Stuffed Crust One-Topping Pizza is only $13 and is an MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at papajohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, the official pizza of the ECU Pirates. 
In studio with Dr. Shondell Jones from Kinetic Physical Therapy and Wellness. What's new, Dr. Jones? Yes, we just added 6,000 more square feet of gym space where we're now able to offer our athletic movement programs. They're age-specific programs that help you develop speed, power, agility, and strength to give you that athletic edge. So come by and see us at Kinetic Physical Therapy and Wellness on Arlington Boulevard or check us out online at kptonline.com. That's kptonline.com. The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus Classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around. Guaranteed. What's up? This is Bryson World, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show on this Monday as we wrap things up with Donnie Kirkpatrick, East Carolina Offensive Coordinator. Earlier in the show, somebody wrote in and just said, can you just kind of evaluate what kind of things you really want to improve on on offense as you get ready to go to the 2022 football season? Yeah, I really can. This Going into spring, we, we kind of made out a list of things that, that we thought needed to get done for spring and, and what we needed to get better at. and third down is a big part of that and it's not the third and long though it, it's really the third and short we were not very good at third and short uh, and with those two running backs you would think that you've got the the, the tools you think and 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 so we're really analyzing everything from you know personnel to what formations we use to what plays we called all that okay so we're, we're doing more practice on third down and two one and even three-yard type situations, okay, trying to find their legs there. The other thing we're working on is is more red zone work, uh, though we've always done quite a bit. We're doing even more in that we were very good overall red zone percentage because we had a good field goal kicker, and he made a high percentage. But we had some games like Central Florida that if we'd have played and scored touchdowns in the red zone instead of settled for the field goals, yeah. we would definitely have won that game. Right. Uh, the Memphis game comes to mind, though. We won the Memphis game. That should have been a blowout. Yeah. I don't know. I think we punted one time. They could never stop us. But we got inside the 10 first and goal and did not score the touchdown. So that's been a big part of what we've been studying about our red zone, low red zone offense, about what we call again, how to get the ball to the right people. You know, we're, we've been visiting with other coaches about it and looking at the tendencies, looking at how defenses were defending us. So that's two of the really big things there. Score more points because of the things in the low red zone, we could have averaged a lot more points. We'd have won a couple of more games there, I felt like, and then be better in the third down short. Those are the two of the top things we're working on. All right, before we get out of here, let's update our second chance with the Sweet 16. Your boss, Mike Houston, got three of the final four correct, which is very impressive. He had Gonzaga to knock off Villanova for the national championship. He's so he's not going to lose enough the football fan. He's spending <laughs> too much time watching TV. He was one of our guest pickers last week. Ken Wallington was one of our guest pickers. He got three of the final four. He missed on Miami. He's got Duke to beat Villanova, which could happen as far as the national championship goes. But the only guy, and this is funny, this is a senior moment for for me 
screen now. So I'm jotting all this stuff down and everything, writing people's name down. At near the end, I put Brian, and I looked at it. It says UNC, Duke, Villanova, Kansas. All four right. Wow. So he's got Duke to beat Kansas in the national championship, which could happen for sure. And I'm thinking, like, who's this Brian guy? So I'm going through the thing. I don't call Medor Brian. I call him Medor. But for some reason, I wrote down Brian. That's but Brian Medor comes up with the all four. He's go, in first place in our second chance for the Sweet 16. He was one of our guest pickers as well. And he's got the best chance because I really think that uh, – I think Duke will take care of North Carolina this time. I, you know, I, I know what happened at Cameron Indoor, but I think that uh, this is Coach K's year perhaps. And he's got Duke to go all the way. So that's his bracket. Who you got? Who you got winning the whole thing now, Duke? I, you know, I, no, I, I would never say the word that university actually <laughs> to be honest with you so I, 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 really yeah no no uh i i don't know I, i'm just i'm hoping <laughs> which, which of these would you say that i'm just going for the pirates that's the only one yeah go pirates. pirates and the hornets i'm going with the hornets uh. go with the hornets <laughs> there you go you can do that. All right. As we get ready for the spring football game, this week you got one last scrimmage. Next week, the spring game. Do you know exactly what you guys are going to do for the spring game as far as picking teams and that kind of thing? Nah, we don't totally know. Some of that you have to wait to kind of see how many you got healthy or who can go. But uh, last year, the players talked to coach into splitting teams up and, you know, having two teams instead of going offense versus defense. Everybody loved that. The energy was great. I think the people that came to watch it obviously enjoyed that too because it's a little more football like than that other score about the defense gets three points if they knock a ball down. Yeah, the offense gets hard. Yeah. yeah, nobody can figure out who's winning and who's losing and that thing. You know, I know I can't. That's for sure. But that, that didn't say anything. But uh, I, so he he has not given us what he's going to do there. It'll probably come down to who's healthy, who's not. But you know, I think. It's going to be a big day. I know we're going. To, people are going to be back about. They were going to have a big crowd. I know that, and so that's the important thing: is get them out there and and, and come support the kids because they'll be fired up. And, and it, it does get you a little more game like ready. I think it used to be that the winning team would get staked, the losing team beanie weenies. Y'all, you really give the losing team beanie weenies? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and serve the other team. We've we've done yeah. that. I don't know. We we have competitions throughout the year all the time. And he was telling the team the other day he's come up with some system to evaluate the scrimmage which is not anything to do with you know really normal football but there's there's some point of contact some they turnovers that is a big thing right there and that the they, they, we might carry that on throughout all the scrimmages and put it all into one and somebody's eating bologna i know uh. i heard that somebody somebody's <laughs> eating bologna and somebody's eating ribeye and so Ooh, i don't that's know that's a big difference that's a big difference coach right? the hour absolutely flew by thanks so much for coming in today we certainly appreciate your time best of luck to that pirate offense looking forward to the 2022 season for sure all right thank you guys uh, donnie kirkpatrick the east carolina offensive coordinator our guest today and that is our show we will see you back here next week hope we got your sports week off to a great start and we'll see you back here next monday on the brian bailey show this has been the brian bailey show powered by greenville utilities and also brought to you by angus grill bostic sug furniture bojangles east coast grady papa john's pepsi seared chop house taff taff and hagler tiebreakers and greenville auto world join us next week for another edition of the brian bailey show right here on pirate radio